Hello and welcome to Conversations on Karate. I'm Sue. I'm Greg. We're back. We are. The first one of 2022. It is. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy belated New Year. Merry Christmas, all that. Yeah, and Happy New Year, everybody. And we hope that your 2022 is off to a reasonable start. Mm. Not not wonderful. I mean, if it's wonderful, that's great, but... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't uh, don't go wonderful at the start, because then you can only go downhill from there, right? Yeah, I think it's called managing expectations these days, yeah. isn't it? Yes. Yes, it is. Yes. Anyway, so we're off to a new year, and we thought we'd come on and um, catch up on what we're thinking about in this yeah. first month. Yeah. What's going on? So yeah. we've been back to class. We've started training again and we've gone back to, um, I'm loving it actually, because you said you would, you and Joe said that you would. We've gone back to doing César and back to Guise and back to formal bowing in and out. And I'm, I'm loving it. It's really yeah, nice. It's nice. It feels nice to get that kind of tradition aspect back. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is. You've been I think you guys you've kind of decided on, you know, which things you want to keep and which ones you wanted to let go of, haven't you? Yeah, I think so. And we've gone back to having Cesar at the end of class as well. Yeah. Wasn't expecting that and I liked it. Good. I'll be yeah. honest, during my classes I end up looking at the clock and going, Oh, we haven't got time, let's just bow. Good. Go. <laughs> But that's on me. That's on you. Yeah. That's on me. We'll we will forgive you. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Yes. And I was just thinking um, that we set our New Year's goals as well last year before Christmas. We did. we did. We did our first video. So if you haven't seen that, go along and have a look and tell us what your plans are for the year. Yeah, I'll link it uh, below. Yeah, link it in below. Let us know what your goals are for the year or intentions or just where you want to spend more of your time. Yeah. Um, Because mine are definitely centred around fitter and stronger this year. Undo some of the (laughs) the lockdown unfitness. Yeah, yeah, I'm still working on that. I'm getting there. Yeah, but I think everyone is. I think everyone yeah. is. And I think the more that it's said, the kind of it's easier. I've said it to a couple of people lately and they're all just like, oh, God, yeah. So it's so normal. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I think it's normal. <laughs> it is. It is. And it's not just the lockdowns, is it? It's just the, the general stress and strains of the entire thing being on the news all the time, all around mm-hmm. us. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you're anything like me and giving yourself a hard time, you know, you, you have permission from me right now to relax about it. Sue's giving you permission. I'm giving you permission to start from now and for it to be okay. Awesome. Awesome. Mm. Talking of things that are awesome, I watched um, Ken has just brought out a video. Ken Knight from Ken Fu TV has just brought out a video. AKA Joe's American Twin. Joe's American Twin. Absolutely. They do talk extremely differently. There has to be said. I mean, there the differences oh, yeah. like it's couldn't the be polar more marked in terms of what they may look the same, <laughs> and when you hear them, it's uh, oh, okay. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah. So um, he he's just brought out about uh, a video about what it takes to be a 
I, I'm probably slightly misquoting what it is to be a black belt. I haven't um, watched this yet. You haven't? I have not watched this yet. I will, though. You will. Um, but I'm going to ask you um, something about it anyway, because my next belt, should I take it, should I be offered it, is what I mean, um, will be that. And I've got all sorts of... I remember saying to you once, I, I don't know how I'm ever going to do that because I don't look like one, I don't feel like one. And you, you know, sort of said, well, there isn't just one. There isn't. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Ken's, Ken's video, which I hugely recommend, by the way, is, is extremely interesting. I've got the attention span of a gnat at the moment and I've watched it twice. Um, he's, he's just speaking to his class about what he believes it takes to be a black belt and <clears throat> a crucial bit in his class under his instruction, what it mm. takes to become a black belt. And <clears throat> there were some, he was, he was speaking about how the cost to each person would be different and that you can't, one person can't look at another person and say, that wasn't fair or right because I had to do a black belt test that looked like this. And yours didn't look like that. And he was saying, you can't do that because the cost to somebody would be very different. And it yeah. might be the highest price they've had to pay for something, but it came from them. And he said, and I know what it is because we've been working towards it. And I was I was really taken with that. And uh, just as a concept, I'm going to go back and watch it again. And I hope that maybe one day we can talk to him about it as well. Definitely. Um. And so there's so many things in what he was saying that, you know, it might take longer for somebody to learn it, to, to get there. And it, but it's all about what he sees. And he said, because you've been working with me all this time, you know, I know when you're working, I know you, you're here because you want to work. You're here presumably because you like what we're working on. And he said, if you're working hard, I'll help you. I'm, I'm paraphrasing all over the place. This was an 18 mm. video, but uh, I was I was genuinely taken with that. So, so I want to know what do what do you think about how you frame black belt tests for people and how you expect people to get there? It's it's an individual thing, isn't it? Yeah, but and I, I think mean, it has to be. Yeah, this is one of the reasons I. I'm definitely moving away from, like we spoke about last time, that kind of formal curriculum style learning. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, you know, a black belt test, it shouldn't be like, oh, you have to be able to do this, 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 and this. If you can't do that, you're not a black belt. Do you know what I mean? It, it can't be that. Because the moment you do that, you alienate most of your students. You know, if your if your black belt test involves jumping, spinning, hook kicks, there's only a small amount of people that's going to be able to do those. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I mean, I think there needs to be certain things that everyone as a black belt should be able to do, but that's more knowledge based than I think ability-based mm -hmm. i would say you know there was a question on the nerds group a while ago 
that, you know, should anybody be able to achieve a black belt? Mm. And I think they should be, yeah. And at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's an individual marker for your individual club. Do you know what I mean? There's no, yeah. there's no universal karate black belt. Every single one means something different. Mm. But yeah. But you have the curriculum. You have we have the curriculum a, we have a curriculum. Expected. Yes, but it's a loose curriculum. Okay. And it's it's based on what came before. So it's it's not you're required to do anything. Um it, it's it's a curriculum that I think most people will be able to achieve. Yeah. Um, and obviously, you know, tests are, are modifiable based on the person. Mm-hmm. If you've got an 80-year-old getting ready for first down, you're not going to say, stick the gloves on and let's, let's do six rounds of sparring. You might, mm-hmm. you might adjust that. But that, that isn't the marker for what a black belt is. Because there is no marker for what a black belt is, really. So Ken was saying that, it, you know, for him, it's very much what he feels you've, you've achieved. One of the things that he was saying is, um, I have to see that you're able to turn it on whenever I need you to turn it on or whenever you need to turn it on out there. And I also need to know that you're able to not turn it on or turn it off again. Yeah. Yeah. I know we've we've talked we've talked about that concept of being able to turn it on and off again whenever yeah, you sure. need it. But for that to be one of the markers, I thought was I love that. Yeah. So yeah, things like that they're included, but for me they are things that you would see way before black belt. Yeah, exactly. So it's a cumulative thing. So it's yeah, not exactly. all about the. So no. you wouldn't. So how would you? If you had somebody rock up from a different club and they were, and they were, you know, um, very close to, they, they had been close to taking their black belt. Yeah. Would you, presumably, how, how would you, how do you tend to play that? It's a tough one. It depends on where they came from, mm-hmm. what they were trained in. Um. I mean, if you've got someone who's very traditional 3K, who's, say, a first queue coming to our club and saying you want to, they, want to, they want to grade to black belt soon, that's a tough one. Because, like, you know, they, they, if they're a first queue in traditional shirt can, they're pretty much they're already a first down, aren't they? Let's be honest. Mm. The, 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 the actual grading test isn't that different between the two. Right. Whereas, you know, it would, that would not be the same for us. A traditional 3K first down coming into our club would not be a first down within our syllabus. It's just, it's just two completely different things. Mm. Um, so it, it would have to depend on how willing they are to kind of take a step back, I think. Mm. And just go, just let me learn. Let me kind of train for a while. 
because that's the other thing as well is it, uh, you know someone who's really a black belt could not give a shit that they're a black belt do you know what I mean I mean it, it makes no difference mm. they would have they would have no you know no uh, reservations about taking their time mm. do you know what I mean yeah like no, if absolutely some, if someone came if someone came over as a first queue and, and I said to them well you know I know you want a grade but I kind of feel you need to take a step back and do this. That shouldn't be an issue. The only mm. thing that stops that being, the, the only thing that makes that an issue would be ego. And I think presumably then, I mean, if you'd been trained in a, in a, a formal Japanese style uh, syllabus, somebody coming to our kind of training probably wouldn't stay if they didn't want to do that and they wanted to stay with the, you know, for argument's sake, call it 3K. I don't mean to be disrespectful, but, you no, know, no, no, it, yeah. it, you know, if people, if that's where they're most comfortable, they would probably come to our class and then go away again because it just yeah. simply wouldn't be something that they wanted it, to do. No. No, exactly. So that would be, and that would be right for them. Mm-hmm. That would be right. Yeah. I mean, it would but, be like me as a, if, if I was a, if I was a brown belt in our club, I walked into a jiu-jitsu class and said, "Well, I'm a brown belt, so you're gonna you're gonna start me at brown belt, yeah? No, no, it's different. It's completely different. They're not they're not the same. Yeah, yeah. It's a very different thing, isn't it? What we're we're training now from where we started. Yeah, it is. Yeah, but it wasn't you know like a light switch. Like one day we're doing one, the next day we're doing another. It was a slow burn." very slow process and and that process is an individual thing as much as it was for a group thing for us so that that slow process would apply to a first queue coming over if they can't accept that and that to me says that it's not it's not what makes a black belt that you're after it's just the belt mm. does that make sense so so just to go back then, so as you've just said, it's not what makes a black belt. So, you know, you've said some of what makes a black belt. So what would you, how would you talk more about what makes a black belt? I think it's just that kind of mindset of, not that it means nothing to me, because obviously all your grades mean something to you. Mm almost that kind of like I don't know that that limited ego I guess of you're more than what the belt says you are do you know what I mean mm. like you're quite happy to you know if I, if I walked into class and I I, I I would quite happily walk into someone else's class with a white belt on and and not kind of march in with a black do you know what I mean mm. it's it's not that that's not what it is for me. It's just you, you. It's a marker that you've kind of just enjoyed the journey, I guess. Mm. Yeah, you know, and I've said that, and I've said this about you before. Is you've you've been a grade for a long time before, and mm. not once have you gone. Um, do you think maybe I could, you know, get a new belt soon or? Do you want to? Do you want to? Do you want to give me a different, different coloured belt? I've been sad. It's like you, just, you couldn't give a shit, could not care. 
no. did not care. And no. I guarantee you could stay a, a first queue for another couple of years. As long as you're enjoying your training, I can't imagine you would really give a shit. No, not really. To be honest with you, no, not really. But, uh, you know, if I was going to be brutally honest, you know, some of that is to do with like, oh, I, d I don't think I'm up to it. <laughs> yeah, okay, but that's good. Yeah, but I think that's also partly because I haven't, I still have an idea in my head, you know, that's ingrained from years of watching TV and listening to it. The general culture is that a black belt is a certain thing. A black belt is a hard ass. A black belt can take your head off. A black belt can catch a fly with, with chopsticks. You know, it's, it's that kind of stuff that is so all pervasive. And I think, to be honest, that needs to be part of it, for sure. For sure. Like, if you're a black belt, and, you know, you've got a beginner coming in, and they're wiping the floor with you, that's a problem. Okay? That, that, shouldn't, that shouldn't be happening. In, in most cases. Mm-hmm. You know, there may there may be the odd exception where you know if you get someone who's like you know, six foot six and built like a fridge, then you know there's there's going to be things that they might you know you don't want to get in in a grappling match with that person. But you know you need to have some kind of ability to back it up. Um, there are exceptions, obviously. You know, if 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 you're if you're at an age or, you know, a physical state due to injuries or whatever that you can't really fight anymore, can't spar anymore, then you put your time and effort into something else like kata, then your kata should be damn good. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So when you walk in, so when someone, a beginner walks into the class and then it's time to learn kata, well, you go to this black belt because their kata's bang on because that's what they're putting their time into. Um, yeah, there's, it's, it's a tough question. It is a tough question. And there's no kind of, I don't think there's any kind of right answer to it. Yeah. <clears throat> when you've watched Ken's video, I have a feeling that you'll, you'll come to it, the, the similar sort of conclusion that he has, which is, it is what I say it is, when I say it is, for you. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. So, and Ken, if you're listening, and I've just paraphrased that horribly, please forgive me. But I, I mean that with all Don't respect forgive to her, you, Ken. Ken. Get in touch. And, and <laughs> Don't send... forgive me. Come over here immediately to England and, yeah, yeah. and um, on come plane. over Because yeah. if you don't, we're coming over there anyway. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it is a t it's a tough one. It's a it is a tough one, the whole black belt thing. Mm. Um, if we go back to the, again the three K model, if you've got someone who is a, uh, you know, uh, a black belt in, well, I don't know, who, who specialises in like WKF Olympic style kumite, mm. you know, and they go into well, they come into our club. Like, I'm not a black belt in WKF Star Kumite. No. 
So, you know, we're, we're, we're different. We're both black belts in karate. Mm. It's very different. Very, very different. Because karate is not that, it's just, you know, it's not a universal term, let alone a universal grading system. Yeah, I think that's incredibly important to remember, isn't it? This is not a universally accepted grading system. There is not one. Which is what pisses me off when I see comments online being like, oh, that wouldn't work. We don't do it in that way. Mm. It's like, well, how do you know it wouldn't work? Have you have you made it work? Have you have you tried it? Have you done this? Mm. Have you been in all these self-defense situations that you claim you're so good at? Yeah. Have, have you actually trained it in context? It's one of my favorite things that I think Ian Abernethy has ever said and, and that we, we use all the time is context. Mm. What's the context you're training for? What's the context? Are you training self-defense or are you training to be good at grappling in the club? Are you training for, you know, competition style sparring? What's the context? Every single time it makes it changes every single question. And the thing we, you know, you need to remember as I guess for me as a teacher is everyone's goal will determine the context that you use for them. You know, not everyone's goal is to, oh, I want to be, I want to learn to keep myself safe. Yeah. And if it is, then like I said before, 99% of the stuff we're teaching should be thrown out the door because it's a waste of time. For self-defense so but you know and someone's goal might be i, I'm, I really want to learn karate because i want to do a karate competition at some point okay well most of this self-defense stuff you're not going to need then mm. so train with us by all means but at some point you're yeah. going to want to to be training with some sport karate people exactly to to do some very very specific work yeah yeah <clears throat> Everyone's kind of individual goal will determine the context in which they do things. Yeah. I do think we can get too hung up on context, though. It's very important. I think sometimes we can get too hung up on it and it kind of stops just the enjoyment of training. But that in itself is a good context, isn't it? If you like it and you're enjoying it, rock up and have a good time you know yeah. get a little fitter have some fun that's fine if you enjoy it that's decent enough for me yeah yeah exactly yeah it's, it doesn't need to be like oh well, i don't need to do this because ian said this in his, his christmas podcast and i i agree with him 100 percent. he said i got so focused on the self-defense at one point that everything else just got dropped and you just lose the enjoyment it's like i like doing head height spinning kicks sometimes why should i not do them it's like, yeah, of course. Like, you're not going to use it outside a pub, but when, when's the next time you're going to be outside a pub using 90% of the things you practice anyway? Mm. That's, that's, yeah, that's, I guess, one of the things that makes me laugh about some of the self-defense stuff is you go, like, this is for self-defense. You know, all this flashy stuff doesn't work. Uh, we're going to practice how to do a hip throw now. So, well, how, well, how often are you going to use that in self-defense? Not very often. No, well, you'd hope not. You'd, you'd hope that by the time you've done that, someone's called the cops, you've de-escalated things, you've calmed down. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, so 
Yeah, yeah I mean, context me, is very important, but not yeah. to the detriment of just enjoyment. It's. I think it can cause over an over analysis, analysis paralysis. Oh yes, I like that. Yeah, analysis paralysis. Karate people yeah. are very good at that, aren't they? I think so, and because and it, it causes me to be a bit paralysed, and I start to think, oh, what, what's my context? What do I really want? And I couldn't give you one other than, um. Like like last night, I'm like, I want to come early to the dojo. I want to come early because I can practice with a bow there. Like, let me in. <laughs> and I have no context for wanting to use a bow other than it just looks like so much fun. And it is. Well, no, exactly. You're never going <laughs> to use it in a million years in any kind of self-defense situation. Let me it's just pull my bow out of my handbag. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's not going to happen. But it's just interesting and like I find it historically interesting mm. to learn. Yeah, I think it's fascinating, and I am so like we said last night at some point. I'm going to train with with you and and James. Um, well, so it's like BJJ for me. You know, a lot, a lot of BJJ that I'm learning is sport BJJ. Mm. You know, relevance to self defence is very slim, but I'm just enjoying learning it because it's fun to learn. It's, yeah. it's, and it does, I mean, believe me, even though it's sport, it highlights a lot of the bullshit that karate has in it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, I can see that because it, you, you, can't, you can't get more real than actually being on the ground with somebody when there's, there's nowhere well, it's, to it's hide. Not, it's not even that. It's just, it's just the fact of, like, I can't, I, I can't kind of palm something off on you as this is why we do this. Mm. Because if that's wrong, as soon as we spar, you're going to find out that's wrong. Exactly. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like if someone has a question, I need to be able to show you exactly why you do it this way and not that way. I need to be able to grab you and show you right now this is why. You know, I can't. I can't palm it off and be like, well, you know, yeah, we do it this way here. But in self-defense, like, no, no, this is how we do it here. And the way you drill and practice it is the way it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. There's no kind of like, yeah, palm off. Of, you know, false information, shall we say. No. Yeah. <laughs> you can't to be fair one of the things that was said at the class the, the, the jiu-jitsu class the other day was you can't you can't hide in BJJ no you can't I can see and that one of, even... one of the one of the first things we said on this podcast it might even be in the first episode was it's very easy to hide in traditional karate yep and I remember saying I have and I do and I, I hid yeah. at the back and I like to follow people and try not to be seen. And then as soon as things changed, it was way harder and far more fun. Yeah. Because there was nowhere to hide and you were tested all the time. It's way more confronting, way, mm-hmm. way more confronting. Personally, that this is my experience anyway, is, you know, Everyone has their own experience, but for me, yeah, it's way more confronting to have to actually test, be tested every single time that you put your gloves on and get in front of somebody. Way harder. Of course it is. 
But also you come back from that going, you, you know, you've been tested. You know, you're, you're, you've had to face something genuinely challenging. Not that the physical challenge isn't also challenging, but that um, personal challenge of having to deal with something is, mm. is yeah. Yeah. That was kind of a long-winded ramble about what makes a black belt, wasn't it? It was, but I, I think it's um, I think it's interesting. I think it's yeah. interesting because it's on my mind. Um, and having watched uh, Ken's video as well, it brought it very much to the surface. Um, so I think it's really good that it's something that shifts from club to club and and sensei to sensei. Yeah. And I think so if you hold hold your club in high regard and, and believe that what you're doing is good work, that when you earn your black belt, you should genuinely be proud of it and know that you've earned it well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Everyone should be proud of, you know, achieving it. Definitely. But at the same time, like I said before, it's it's not the be or end all. No. It is to me, you're kind of missing the point. Mm. We, I mean, you see it, don't you? People get their black belt and leave because they've done it. That was the goal. Yeah, that feels that like the, the pinnacle. Goal. The pinnacle is is to get to the black belt. So I don't think that that should be a pinnacle at all, but it is. Uh, absolutely, it's a goal when you start out. But the more you train and realise, you realise that there's, it's just it's just another step. Yeah, but I also don't hold, I don't think I hold anyway, with people saying it is the first step no fuck of course it's not the first step i don't get that at all no i don't i, I understand that people are saying it's your it's a first step towards doing um almost diverging from what you've been taught and you know having more freedom to make things your own slightly and and i yeah, I've, maybe. I've seen that a bit and um and and i quite i quite like that concept um but I feel like you would have already diverged a bit and learned your own strengths and weaknesses throughout your... To be honest, I, I think that comes from, and I could be completely wrong, probably am, usually am, but anyway, I'll say it anyway. Um, it, I think it comes from that, if, if we're looking at traditional, I'll speak from traditional Shotokan because that's where I know best. That, once you get to black belt, in terms of actual syllabus, like what, what there is to learn, there isn't a great deal. You learn a few more kata. Like, great, okay. And I think that's the palm off. It's like, I'm bored of this shit by the time you get to first queue. Mm. Most people, you know, it's like, yeah, but wait, wait, because when you get a black belt, that's when your journey, you know, really starts. Starts then, so don't go. Please, stay. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. I do. And I... And it's almost, it's, it's almost that hook to try and keep people in. Like, no, 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 no. When you get to first down, that's when your training really starts. So, well, what the fuck have I been doing for the last six, seven years then? Mm. If, it, if, it mean, if you mean it really starts now. Yeah, I'm re I remember asking you this question about a year and a half ago. Did you? I don't remember that. No, I just, I just remember, uh, and we, 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 we said something along those lines, and I seem to remember saying, well, "What the hell am I doing then?" <laughs> you know what? The, the work really begins. Like, really? Am I not working? <laughs> yeah, I, it's a cop out comment, I think. Yeah, 
Yeah, I do. I do. Um, I do understand now why people say don't do don't do too much cross training too early. I get that now because now that I'm yeah. seriously yeah. cross training, um, doing more weapons and things, the time it takes to start to retain all this beginner's knowledge um, plus develop where I am is a lot. It's a lot. Um, it's, it's a lot more challenging in some respects than just beginning with one thing. So mm. I can see why it's a case of don't try and throw loads into the mix all at the same time, especially when yeah. you're beginning. <laughs> no, when you're beginning in one art, you've got enough to remember anyway. But my, yeah, the argument, the, the trouble is, I think, when you cross train, you need to be, you need to be kind of well set up in an, in an art that complements cross training. And I don't know if, again, I'm just saying Shotokan because that's what I know. It doesn't really complement it that well. I don't think if you're if we're talking 3k traditional Shotokan, because everything is so different from it. Yeah, like, like if you look at any other martial art, you look at boxing, kickboxing, uh, Muay Thai, uh, any other kind of striking art, the fluidity of movement is there. And that applies to any grappling art that you move needs to be fluid. Any weapons art, like you were saying, it needs to be fluid and kind of relaxed. Yeah. Shotokan is very deep stance, everything straight, your head's way in the air. That does not translate to anything else, really. No, no, it doesn't. It's it's a very stylized art, isn't it? So, yeah. So you're almost to be honest, you're almost better cross training early in Shotokan maybe because you you won't have those really really horrible habits to try and break mm. yeah I mean that's something that I get told a lot when I'm doing um um we weapons you know is to shorten my stances stop doing the big shotokan stances mm. and even when I think I'm not I'm still doing it mm. but I'll be honest that even even then your you know your stances aren't traditional deep shotokan stances by a traditional shotokan Point of view. No, no, I guarantee I mean, if, if you if you went to a three k class, they would say make your stances way way deeper, please. They are way too mm. short. Yeah, but what it's, I will tell you, having damaged both my knees now, is oh, that yeah. um, that short is, is that is harder and harder and harder to achieve. Yeah, yeah, and way more painful. So if if the object of the exercise is to do deep stances perfectly, then I will fail. If the object of the exercise is to train martial arts and have a really good time and do them as well as you possibly can, then I'm succeeding on every level. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's it. That's that's it. There, that that what you just said that that sums it up. That's exactly. That's it. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Okay, so we we can shut down all all podcasts. Everyone can shut down. I've nailed it. <laughs> yeah, she's nailed it. Bye, everyone. Uh, <laughs> Yes, that's definitely one of my, I mean, I don't think I said this in the video, but that's definitely one of my goals for this year is just enjoy the training and just enjoy where it takes us. Yeah. You know? Go with the flow, literally, I mean, you can, and I mean get that. Me, 
don't get me wrong, I'm very, very particular in terms of things I will teach new people mm. because there needs to be like certain things. You know, if they're only with us for six weeks, they need to learn something decent in six weeks. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not everyone that comes through the door is going to be with you for the next 40 years. So I still, that by, by, I'm not saying just do what you want because as long as you enjoy it, just, just do whatever you like. It needs to be productive. It needs to be at least somewhat, you know, useful. Oh God, no, absolutely. But I think that's the thing. You're you're enjoying that. You're enjoying Mm. what you're being, enjoying what you're being taught. And then, yeah, doing it to the best of your ability in whatever way that that is. But, you know, without the effort and the work and the, the work being set and the goals being there, set by your teachers, then you're just playing. If that makes sense. Yeah, 100%. 100%. That was a ramble, wasn't it? It was. It was It was useful. We're good at that, rambling. <laughs> Maybe we should change the name of the podcast to Ramblings on Karate. Ramblings on Karate. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> Ramblings on Karate with Sue and Greg. Absolutely. Ramblings on karate. <laughs> and um, and actually, something I want to know. I want to know, because we were talking earlier about how we listen to videos. You were listening. You listen to Ken now while you're doing, like, I don't know, stuff. I love Ken's. I really do. I want to big Ken up again. He bigged us up in his last video, which was very kind of him. He did. He he made us um, one of his top five people uh, to in, to listen was, to. Yeah. Really nice of him to to include us. Yeah, somebody like that. Somebody like that. That one of the nicest things I found about this podcast is we you know we sat down to do something that was just an experiment, and we enjoyed it, and it's been beneficial. But for us. But the other people like that, that all the people, all three of you, I know you're there, all of you who enjoy this and tell us so and that it actually helps you. Mm. So happy. I'm so happy that that happens for people. It's such an amazing thing. You know, and and I, you know, so, yeah, if the two of us talking is beneficial to you, so glad. So if there's anything beneficial to someone. This is beneficial to someone. <laughs> At least my my nonsensical ramblings is beneficial to one person in the world. Yeah. Yeah. I hope it is. I'm glad it yeah. is. It's yeah. awesome. Um, but yeah, no, what you were saying, yeah, I do like to listen to Ken's stuff. Uh, I have just have it on in the background while I'm doing things around the house. Or yeah. I like his, he's gone to Spotify now, so... That's good. That is good. Yeah. So I was I was going to say, though, you know, um, tell us, how do you listen to us? Driving? Yeah, I'd be interested to know that as well. Tearing your hair out, going, have you listened to these morons again? Yeah. Driving. I go, shut up, Craig. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. Sue, shut up. Stop asking ridiculous questions. Yeah. When you get another guest on that knows what they're talking about. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> How do you listen to us? Yeah, I'd be interested to know that. I'd love to what know. Do you, what do you do? 
do you really sit down and take notes of what we say because it's just so wisdom filled and oh yeah just you know i think that's it i think that's what people do maybe maybe they use their conversations on karate notebook to write down (laughs) insights and just gems of knowledge that we drop on a regular basis yeah maybe that's what happens they're writing down analysis paralysis while they're wearing their funakoshi is funakoshi's favorite podcast t-shirt that's right and um have our youtube channel on in the background that's probably what happens to most people that's probably I what happens there's only the one video on there but uh, yeah they have it on in the background there's two two videos there's two there's, there's two. two videos of course there there's is two. Got... yeah I, I think, yeah, that's probably what most people do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that that's true, but I'd love to know. Yeah. Get in touch and let us know. Mm, do that. Do that. Lovely. Well, I think we have explored the subject of black belts and all of that. Oh, my God, yeah. I'm going to be really late. I've got to go now anyway because I've got stuff to do and I'm going to listen to Ken's video on being a black belt while I do it. So that's perfect. Yeah. Okay, awesome. I'll take out the bit about me being really late. Nah, don't worry about it. That's how dedicated we are to this show. I am going for a bike ride. I'm going for a bike ride in my mission to get fitter. I've teamed up with a local friend and we go out for like flat 30 minute, if that, bike rides. Have they been at your door for the last 20 minutes going, where the hell is Sue? I don't know. I don't think so. But um, it's it's part of my mission um, to make my knees stronger and my legs stronger to just do really short, regular bike rides. Nice. I love it. I'm really, really enjoying it. It's cool. It's Good. Cool. Yeah. So there we go. Right. We will be off. Thank you for listening, everybody. Thank you very much. As always, links for everything is in the description yes links for the journal not journal notebook we've decided this haven't we yeah notebook it's it's notebook damn journal shut up greg it's a notebook a notebook so yeah and uh we will speak to you all very soon okie dokie see you soon Bye -bye. bye bye bye